well we did it, Aaron. Our podcast finally brought about the start of fall. Finally, we drove a dagger into the heart of summer. <laughs> we stabbed it right in its warm, still-beating heart. Yet let it cool and decay in the months to come. I miss it already. Really? I, I don't. Mi- I miss I miss the warmth and the heat and the sun, and now the sun always has a cold tinge to it every morning. <sighs> no, don't, don't you, <sighs> to me. Fall is fun for like three weeks. The, the two weeks before Halloween and then Halloween week, that's when it's peak awesome. Yay, it's cool and there's crisp leaves everywhere. Every other time of the year, it's a nightmare, and I despise it. I'm going to have to start heating the car up in the morning again to get rid of the frost. I still like it. <sighs> I don't. You you gotta you gotta break it down for me because it can't just be that you're always hot and I'm always cold. There must be more to it than that. It's not. It's just that. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, hon. So you're not even gonna like try to espouse the beautiful aesthetics of fall and cold weather. You're literally just gonna say based on your personal preference, your own comfort level, that this is this and that is that. I mean, I love the the change of the leaves and the crispness of the air and where I can drink like hot tea and walk outside. That's not true. See, that's you're you're just pulling beautiful visuals out of the air because again, you don't care about any of that. Fall could come and it could be a gray wasteland, but because it's colder, you say, Ah good. Yes. I can wear pants again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. There's less to bring out in summer you only have to have so many clothes because you don't want to wear too much of anything you can go swimming you can go to the lake you can go to disney you can still go to disney (sighs) you can swim indoors you oh aaron is this a are we finally going to get an inside pool is is my my dreams coming true are you building something in the basement is that why you won't let me in there is that what the terrible racket i hear at night is yeah that's totally what it is because if those workers are working there in the nighttime, you should be paying them overtime. We should just have them work during the day because their screams are just so loud. They wake me up in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's... I uh, I should totally pay them overtime. And, and what uh, do they need those rattling chains for? Like, how do you build a pool with chains? It's, it's a chain pool. <laughs> a chain pool. Now, is that a pool made out of chains or a pool for holding chains? Are the walls changed or is the water changed? Yes. <laughs> He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married to, to the, the idea. idea. So I was wondering how far you're going to take it because, I, I mean, I listen to uh, No Sleep podcast and it, they, uh, they go pretty, uh, pretty wild with their, their stuff. So I was like, I mean, I can go pretty, uh, pretty horrific on this. Not, see, I, I like to be down on fall. If fall could just not be cold, I think I'd really enjoy it. Uh, see, if summer could be cold, I would be okay with it. Or if it was socially acceptable to carry around a change of wardrobe with you wherever you went. Uh, see, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> For a dude, I think it's a little easier. I have jacket on. I have jacket off. But a girl, she just can't put jacket on, jacket off. Girl has to have scarf and fingerless gloves and tall boots and jeans. And then halfway through the day, it's 75 again. And none of these things work. And she just looks like a sweaty mess rolling up the corners of her sleeves and her pants and trying to breathe. We've already done the opening bit. You don't have to keep doing this. This is important to me. We have to come to some sort of understanding on this. We can't move forward. We can't move forward until we talk about that. 
and we talk about where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea. You can email us at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com. And if you forget any of those links, you can visit our website, Married to the Idea.weebly.com. It has links to all of our episodes, which are available on both SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you are interested in throwing some sweet dosh our way for our melodious voices, you can visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to the Idea. And you can look at the different tiers of fandom that you can aspire to on a month-to-month basis yes we could use that sweet sweet golden money (laughs) those green babies that good old spinning cash that expensive wallet fan that uh dollar dollar bill (laughs) y'all and uh aaron who is our sponsor for today well um as always, we have our reigning champion, uh, and we'll get into the sponsor dome a little bit later on. I'm curious to talk about our book recommendations. I'm looking forward to that at halftime because I didn't even know this was a thing, and so I'm excited to see that it is a thing. Not only was it a thing, it's always been a thing, and I'm just dumb. <laughs> but here's something I do know about, and that is the Adams Family. Yeah, you clicked on the link, so you saw the picture, as I say every time. <laughs> You've seen the picture. You know how this goes. You've, You've seen, seen movies. movies. We went and saw over the weekend the new Adams Family movie in the theater. Almost had an open, empty theater. Was really oh, looking forward so to close. that. And then two other people just had to come in and ruin the fun. We even tried the black, icy, wild cherry Adams Family drink. Blech. Uh, Aaron found it too tart. I, of course, found it just right. I think I got acid reflux from it. You cannot twist my mouth enough. I enjoy anything that puts it into contusions. Uh, It was definitely super tart. And I don't look at uh, ICs to be tart. (laughs) We are going to talk about, definitely going to compare it to the uh, Stephen Sondheim films from the early 90s. Because... They're kind of what is nostalgic for me about the Adams Family. I don't even think I watched them when I was a kid, but they are. Do you mean Barry Sonnenfield? Yes. Because Stephen Sondheim <laughs> is was a musical uh, writer. <laughs> yes, Aaron, you're right. It is Barry Sonnenfeld. My apologies. It's not your fault. It's me. It's not you. It's me. We are also gonna spoilers, but I don't think a cultural touchstone like the Adams family really deals too much in spoilers. I, I think that may play into one of the film's detriments as we move forward into talking about it. We'll try to keep it spoiler free for at least the first half. How about that? Okay. Um, well, I know that Aaron would be most interested in this part, uh, how this new 3D animated movie really strives to capture the feel of the original cartoon drawings of the Adams Family back when they were created. And they did some interesting things with the animation, uh, how Morticia doesn't really walk. She just kind of glides. and she's, You can see steps, but they're still, it's still very lighty. Um, how Wednesday, uh, her eyes are very big. There, there's some definite character uh, design choices for the main characters of Wednesday, uh, Pugsley, Morticia, Gomez, Lurch, Thing, 
There's so many of them. and Granny. Basically, if you're a Adams or a part of that family, you get a very specific design choice. When you step outside of that, there are design choices that are not really... Speak to me, Aaron. What I, I what struck you wrong? The I I laughed whenever they first brought up the uh, the DIY joke person. And I was like, oh ha ha ha! And then I realized that she was a character, like a full on character. I was like, ah. Highly disagree. I find her to be the equal of other normal quote unquote people as villains in Adam's family movies. Well, yeah, because Allison Janney infuses this thing, this uh, character. Yeah, that's the, that's part of the reason. It's because it's Allison Janney, but her hair is too big. Her hair is her personality. It's it's. They start talking about shiplap and sheetrock, and I oh, died. God, yeah, it was, was amazing. That that is one of the best bits in the movie. Is how much they like. Thank you, or you're welcome in advance. Uh, that was that was pretty funny. The way it skewers the whole HGTV lifestyle is DIY, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous. And, ah, um, the and it makes but, me think like of Joan Cusack as. Yes. Uh, the villain of the last movie, and I'm glad this one didn't center Adam's on family values. Yes, I'm glad this one didn't center on Fester because for some reason they kept centering on Fester for the last two movies, and I didn't get it. Boyd, maybe? I suppose he has star power, but he was just not the compelling character I found everyone else to be. Perhaps we'll get more into that. Yeah. But I, I really dig both of them as these so crazy. They actually should be Adams, as it were, so odd, but a normal sort of society approval odd that they're allowed to be yes this one kills all of her husbands and she's on the run uh this one likes making all houses better and thinks she knows everything about design welcome to assimilation oh god on the nose much guys like i feel like that could have been a little bit subtler um (laughs) but her daughter i i like the daughter's character i didn't like the character design uh the the other people, I like that the other people were quote-unquote quote, normal designed characters, and it really kind of showed the contrast between the Adams or the, the family and the the people of assimilation. Uh, and it, it showed that contrast. I like that. But there would be these these characters, and it was weird because it was the ones that were on the crusp that were... Like her film crew? Yes, her 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 PA uh, Glenn was not animated well, uh, and he even though he's voiced by the immensely talented Titus Bur- Burgess, uh, he had no character. He was nothing. He was just there. Um, the uh, camera woman was was just basically set dressing. I the, know the I mic think... character actually had a character. The, the the mic the boom operator actually had a character, and he was on screen for like maybe a minute total. He was too aware for the film; they had to get rid of him. <laughs> I see daughter... what you mean. It's like when you look at a movie and you see an animated movie, and you see something that's clearly just been painted as part of the background, so you know it's not going to move. But then you see something that's drawn, you think that thing is going to move eventually. So you have the pastel background sea of characters in the town of assimilation who all kind of look vaguely the same, and then these six or seven 
minor characters that have these off things in their design and indicate that they're more important. Yes, that's that's it's a, a hierarchy great way to of design. It. Exactly. Like these these other random people, like you can even still tell that there are there was these two random townsfolk that were voiced by Harlan Williams and uh I'm forgetting the other one, but it's like these two random townspeople that they even still had character design. Um, were they the ones that the film would unnecessarily freeze on after they delivered a line? And you're like, why are you lingering here on this shot? Yes, and if my phone would cooperate, there we go. <laughs> uh, Maggie Wheeler, as you would recognize, you don't recognize her name, but you would recognize her most famous line from Friends. Oh my god. I had no idea she was in this. Exactly. That's not, I mean, even though she's known for that, that's not what, they didn't, they didn't play that up, luckily. Uh, but you could tell that they designed these characters. They actually took time and put a little bit of effort into these characters because they both wore uh, gloves all the damn time. Kind of like Dexter in Dexter's Laboratory and his mom. Yeah. S- similar to that. Uh, then the teacher had a little bit more character design. So it was like whenever they put a little bit of effort, they put a lot of effort into it. And sometimes it kind of paid off. Like all of the Adams family and their extended family Awesome designs. I loved every single one of them. There was a chick I really dug. She had a beard, a mustache on one half of her face, and then the other half was like this shaved, spiked, like earring, gorgeous. It's like, it was so cool. It was like, it wasn't like a um, two-faced sort of thing. It was just that she just happened to have facial hair on this side of her face. Yeah, but it was split right down the middle. Yeah, it was so cool and eclectic. And And it was subtle, too. And yeah, none of them some... were played. Like, there's just a guy who just rides a giant spider around, and a guy who has a shrubbery for hair. Yeah, and that, like, and they're like, not like oh. a devil whose head literally gets lit on fire. Yeah, that that's why I they spent so much time on these that they didn't spend enough time on the town of assimilation, or they only spent time on the town of assimilation for these certain characters. But even still, the daughter character and the bully character are almost ugly. Yeah, I noticed that. They did kind of... You could tell because they had the idea for the designs of the uh, men of the Adams family that they were trying to give a bit more free reign to how they design characters. Because those characters, when you put them into a 3D animated world, they become grotesque, which perhaps is to the film's advantage because they're supposed to be different and odd and scary. But at the same time, when you apply that to these pretty perfect people in assimilation it looks odd really strange and i think they were trying to work their way backwards they designed this character as her shaved head goth emo phase and then designed back like what would she look like if she had normal hair and normal clothes yeah and like when she looked in this emo goth phase she didn't look as bad or i don't know maybe she was in more in her in her skin but i it it didn't fit her as well but the the this poor girl this bully um, i'm saying poor as in for a character design um the i i have to pull out the uh beetlejuice cartoon even though we talked about beetlejuice a lot last week the beetlejuice cartoon um lydia's character had a quote-unquote bully or person that she was competing against quite a quite a bit who was kind of that stereotypical like bottle blonde or overly blonde and had like maybe had big lips or wore makeup or too much makeup and it was a caricature of that style of look or that kind of person but it wasn't 
ugly. This girl was ugly. And I, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like a, an asshole and say, oh, all of these women are ugly because the the twins were fine. They they had a particular character design. The The woman who had the gloves, she had a particular character. Hell, even the teacher who had a little bit of character design. None of them were ugly. And I don't know how else to describe it. Maybe there's a better way to describe it. And if there is, I apologize. Well, but. personally, I think the film kind of falters when it decides to judge people for their appearance. The whole point of this town is that they judge the atoms solely based on what they look like. So it's weird then to turn around and then the atoms to judge these people. Which, to be fair, I think the only person who does that is Wednesday, and it's only of our main villain. Yeah, the, she keeps calling her like a mannequin or like the plastic, plastic woman. Yeah. Her face is like a death mask. And again, because they are they are clever enough to not make it think that. They're clever enough to not insult her looks. They're just saying she's odd, just like they are. Her face, it's so stiff and pale and like all of this and that, that they're trying to make it more that she's odd and weird. Like, we're odd and weird, except this woman clearly doesn't want to be odd and weird. But Wednesday doesn't try to invite her into the family. Morticia and uh, Gomez try to. They, like, invite him into their home and, yes, yes, come in and do what you want to do and this and that. Um, because that's Morticia and Gomez. They're very open and welcoming, uh, even of strangers. But Wednesday was very distrusting. I guess maybe that's kind of her character. I'd say um, that. She's always trying to kill Pugsley. I would say she'd be the one with more murderous intent. And, I mean, that's that's a really good point. Um, but I kind of want to get into uh, initial impressions uh, but we don't have to do that right this second. We can. I, that's just something I want to talk about because the trailer was a little bit misleading but not entirely so yeah so the trailer i don't recall seeing one that actually showed the villain all oh, i no. saw were just character moments like oh here's a pop culture pun and here's what they look like the movie does this cute thing at the end credits they recreate the opening of the adams family tv show I, like shot for shot i feel like that should have been a spoiler because that's that's a nice little moment that really shouldn't have been think it's a spoiler it's it's not even like if they had led with that like that would have been a spoiler i wouldn't want to ruin but at the end throwing it about the credits after everything's done true i i I can see that but it's still i mean if someone who's listening to this hasn't seen it i though i'm not 100 sure why um, if someone who's listening to this hasn't seen the original adams family tv show that person is me because i have never seen the original adams tv show i only have the movies to go off of so for me it was like oh i see what they're doing there <laughs> yeah, it, I'm I'm going off of more so that I hadn't seen the movie, but I s- still, um, I I thought that was a nice moment, um, really paying homage to what they were going for. They I feel like they had moments that were paying homage to the um, uh, Raul Julia Angelica Houston because there were uh, there was a couple times where uh, Morticia was looking out the window and there was definitely a light beam going across her eyes, and I was like. That is a Barry Sonnenfeld, Angelica Houston esque moment. But so there's like kind of subtle references to that. They they were paying homage, but they weren't. They were saying we know where we came from, but we're not saying that we're exactly the same. This almost to me is what a reboot should do, or a reimagining should do, because they should know where they came from but do their own thing. And that's exactly what I feel like they did. First, 
first impressions of this movie, it's actually a little too Hotel Transylvania-y for my taste. It, it's trying too hard to be that kind of movie. It's odd because I never think about Morticia and Gomez as these people fleeing the the people with pitchforks. Clearly that could have happened, but I, to me, always thought that they just existed and people had to learn to grow around them. I don't recall any of that violent othering in the other interpretations of this property. So for me to be like, no, we're safe from the outside world. No, don't go beyond the fence. Nothing's out there. It all struck me very much as Adam Sandler telling his daughter, you can't go explore the world. You're only 118 and all this. It it felt odd to me to focus on these story elements because I think it kind of weakens the whole efficacy of the family to have the main thing being that the father and the son don't see eye to eye and the mother and daughter don't see eye to eye. The whole thing with the Amazon is that they love each other insanely and intently and that was the whole commentary on the fakeness of other families who say children should be seen and not heard and my uh, my job is the most important thing. My wife go off and take care of the children. I don't care. The whole point of the Adams family is that they love each other to death and they're weird and kooky. That was the whole playing off that there should have been but instead it was oh my mother doesn't understand me I wear pink now and I'm trying to impress my dad but he doesn't see that I want to be my own man and those are not tropes that I'm interested in seeing the Adams family explore see that's that's a hard thing to do um uh I'm gonna come back to my first impressions in just a second the the hardest thing for this kind of interpretation and I think that the Flintstones had this problem. I think the Jetsons had this problem. I think any kind of interpretation of a show from this era, the 60s and 70s, where they're very episodic and very self-contained, have a problem doing. How do you stretch either a 30 minutes episode or take this kind of situation, which these that's what these were, were sitcoms, and put them into an hour and a half to two hour situation because a lot of times you can't or you have to create a brand new one as in with the Adams family or Adams family values or with this one you have to create a new one and where Adams family and Adams family's values do a little better is they have a stronger story now I will say this I liked Adams family and I liked Adams family's values from the 90s but they still had the stories were not that strong. The strongest Adams Family story I have seen yet was the Broadway musical. Yeah, and we really enjoyed the play. I thought it was really cool. I thought that it played enough on the idea of this family growing together. They clearly loved each other even when they were going through problems. This one felt like distinct, forcible lack of communication, which was never a problem that the Adams suffered from. Exactly. that, And this is supposed to be kind of a mirror, like a opposite mirror, like a Twilight Zone mirror. Like this is what non-typical or atypical suburban families are supposed to be like. That's why like, how was your day? Terrible. Oh, that's fantastic. Like that's what the Adams family quote unquote is supposed to be. So that's another issue that they run into. They kept is setting like, up. Where do you draw that line? Is like, oh, how are you having a good time? No, I'm having a terrible time. <gasps> Wonderful. Like, where do you draw that line of where you put the opposite into? That's why the love is important. If they love each other, everything else can you can go opposite ways 
a million times as long as you know they love each other then you can say oh a glorious morning oh a terrible morning you can bet midler it up you can do whatever yeah. you want as long as you maintain that core that's why i don't like that we have morticia and wednesday mother and daughter mirroring the mother daughter of our antagonist because it shows them to be the same unaccepting person who can't accept that their child wants to try something new and i it shouldn't be that way. That's not what the Adams family, they're not supposed to be petty. Because Morticia doesn't accept Wednesday at the end. She just, oh, thank God you saved me kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it like drops the plot lines that it keeps trying to set up. Well, the thing is, and that's where the Broadway musical does better because she does accept her. She does accept these choices that her daughter is making. However, where the Broadway musical doesn't do as well is that Gomez actually ends up lying or keeping things hidden and it, it which that's... she would never ever ever do exactly but for the sake of this musical for the sake of the situation he does so that's where that's where the one part it falters so um but one other issue that i've noticed that the the first two movies the 90s movies don't deal with as much this movie is dealing with and then the broadway musical deals with but deals with better is the ages and what i'm talking about specifically is in the broadway musical uh wednesday is an older teen young 20s like uh the whole premise is that wednesday has gone off to college and is bringing home a guy to meet her parents like that's the whole premise for the musical so you can see how hijinks would ensue. This one, Wednesday is a bludgeoning teenager. Or blossoming? <laughs> she would probably like bludgeoning better. Probably. <laughs> um, a blossoming teenager. Uh, and Pugsley is becoming a, a man as well. So he's near, the, probably pre-teenage as well. So there's, when you deal with that, because the original 1960 show, Wednesday was a little girl. That's why she's like, oh, there's my, here's my pet, and it's a giant raven. Or, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go play uh, darts, and she's throwing giant swords. That's why that was the um, trade-off in for co the comedy, or the, uh, and that's why her trying to kill her little brother, instead of like, oh, I want to, I want to nurture him, I want to kill him, that's why it was atypical. So there's that's where that trade-off was. But when you age her up, and where the 90s movies play around with it, they don't ever make them too old. But with these movies, or this movie and the Broadway musical, they aged them up, and they, they were like, okay, well, what would happen if Wednesday becomes a teenager? And like, mom, you don't understand me. Well, what would happen? And it's, if that's this an was... If this was a teen, if this was a TV show, the highlight would be Wednesday going to school and telling off this bully with eyes alone and bringing the frogs to life. Like, and I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because that that right there is why the setup of them getting chased off doesn't work. Because Morticia Adams, Gomez Adams, all these other people would not get chased out of town because they would come in with their pitch, pitchforks and torches and go. Get out of our town. Oh, are we having a party? Like Exactly. They don't get scared off of that kind of stuff. However, that's been the problem with all of their movie interpretations. At the end, there has to be some sort of life-threatening climax. But the problem is the Adams family don't fear death. 
They literally get stretched on torture racks and enjoy it. So how in the world, and it's happened every single movie. It's not just this one. How do you put them in life-threatening peril? You can't. You can't have it that way, but every movie insists on having some big final climax of life-threatening peril. And see, like, that that's where people falter with this this and that's where you falter in general with these characters because with the broadway musical they weren't in a life-threatening situation because that wasn't the story with these there that's the story or because how else do you get around it so that's where these stories falter and i'm including unfortunately the 90s movies the 90s movies still do a better job with them with these stories but this that's where they still falter is because these characters do not fear death so why are you putting them in death's way because they're going to greet it like an old friend ha 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 harry potter reference <laughs> so i i want to also say up or want to also apologize because i feel like i just reiterated what you said for almost verbatim whoa aaron that was really great insight Sometimes you do that and you don't notice that you do that, but I will leave this in as a moment of personal growth. I apologize. I, 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 I didn't realize <laughs> you I did. was doing it until after I did it. But it just it. means we agree, and I'll accept that. Yeah, and that's that's why, like, the Broadway music because the Broadway musical was basically a 30-minute episode of the original 60s show stretched to a two-, three-hour musical, but done well. The idea of family dynamics should be what they focus on as a climax, not a pitchfork mob. This mazurka, 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 that should have been the focus. Yeah. Now I know why they didn't. Or meaning, like I know why they didn't do that because Wednesday steals the show every single time they put it on any movie screen. She is always the highlight of these Adams Family movies. So I get why they don't make Pugsley the center. But yeah, I think the idea of bucking tradition would why? be perfect for yeah, the Adams Family. That, well, okay, but well, yeah, but even still, like, why not that be the focus? Pugsley doesn't want to do it or doesn't want to do it with the swords and show Wednesday being in, incredibly because if you notice, it's only you, men. Yep. Only men do the mazurka. But Wednesday, who already has shown that she's very uh, adept with blades, sh- because with the uh, the that'd have been really cool, yeah. That see, there you go. I've already fixed your story, and you could still have the townspeople. Hell, you could have the t- townspeople storm in in the middle of it, and Pugsley mess it up, and then she performs it flawlessly and proves that the, this clan of Adams are worthwhile. And that's how the townspeople get uh, impressed or something like that. Yeah, honestly, I never thought too much about the preamble to how Morticia and Adam, uh, sorry, Morticia and Gomez meet. But Morticia is clearly the more creepy, odd one in this relationship. So it's weird that they're saying she wasn't an Adams until she married into this family, but only the men do it when the women are clearly more interesting and creepy and subversive because it's okay for men to be weird but it's not okay for women to be as weird and yeah because wednesday and morticia are more of the horror whereas uh pugsley and uh gomez are more of the bombast yeah the 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 freak kind of aspect so that i feel like that would have fixed it or that that would have been a better overall story if you want to go that route if you want to go well, they don't accept us because they don't understand us instead of this weird subplot. So, But I think that's a good point to maybe uh, 
jerk our way to the uh, <laughs> uh, sponsor dome, don't you? That sounds like a good plan to me. Well, um, our challenger today, uh, we actually didn't discuss this, so this is only hearing this for the first time, but I think our challenger today should be uh, the AMC Theaters, uh, the A-list, unless we've already done that. We have already done that. Oh, uh, we can do it again. There's no reason we can't. Or we could do... Um... Uh, we could do the new Joker movie because I really want to see something beat it into the ground senselessly. I mean, besides all the people saying that it's not a good movie? Actually, I mean, there's a lot of people saying that yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone say it's a bad movie, but it's oh, a bad movie. Oh, I've heard movie. plenty of people say it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one person, at least one person on my Facebook completely rip it to shreds every chance he can. So, um, but... Oh, I know who our challenge is going to be because we're not actually going to discuss them this uh, month, but we absolutely should. Um, I don't know if you've seen this new Netflix show... And uh, I don't know if you know the exact title for it, so I'm going to pull it up. Are you talking about the one we were watching last night? I am indeed. I can tell you the title then. The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. We just started watching this show, and oh my gosh, it is the cutest, most macabre thing I've ever seen. It is, it is, it is very cute. I love the thought process behind it. I wish it was stronger. Well, here's the thing. It depends on what you mean by strength. Because I don't know what this show is. Is this show a baking slash do-it-yourself HGV style show wrapped up in the dressing of macabre? Or is it a macabre show that also instructs you on how to do things? My interpretation is option A. But when I say stronger, I love the raccoon with the fork i love the egyptian Rosa. cat uh i love the werewolf wolf man thing i love these characters i wish the comedy was stronger i it feels if i i don't know if it was because they improv at all or it's you'll it's know very- that this show is rated pg not pg13 hmm. so i think it has to toe that line a lot more it is, you know, um, the Henson Company is involved in this as far as producing goes. Brian Henson is not really a part of the Henson Company. He is, but he isn't at the same time. But the idea of puppetry and Muppets being included, I think, besides the Happy Time murders, and it lends an air of more wholesomeness. And again, these are really weird, creepy things, but the barbs that they throw at each other are more loving and playful. There's very little actual violence uh, it's it's more again it's an adam's family sort of macabre it's a yeah. kid friendly macabre it, it, yeah I, I would put it on the same level as adam's family uh for the macabre uh beetlejuice kind of s yeah the kids show <laughs> i love this idea of this um housemaker this homemaker again it's very morticia adams this homemaker who welcomes people into her home and tries to be nice to them but is still very excited about the idea of death traps and look i can show you how to make a candle but also let's kill this guy oh but not for another two days or you don't get your ice cream sundaes like there's this wonderful aesthetic about the whole thing and I will forever praise her for the fact that it's a cooking show, a baking show nonetheless, and she has not once used fondant, the scourge of baking. Every person just uses fondant, and it tastes like garbage, and they use it because it's easy to mold. She actually shows you all these different techniques for molding and creating things that have nothing to do with that bane of my baking existence. You don't bake that much. No, I know enough to know about fondant. No one likes a cake covered in fondant. They always look amazing. They taste like ass. Yeah, now that I agree with. So, uh, 
it's not the strongest work, and unfortunately it does only have one season, and I don't know if it's going to get renewed for a second one. So far, it's been my favorite thing to just watch and enjoy as far as creepy Halloween fall aesthetic goes. It's wonderful to put on the background, and I learned how to make a freaking candle out of toilet paper tube, and I so, think that's awesome. That it's the, And that's another thing, too. It's like you're learning as you're watching, so it's kind of neat. Yeah, and how to sew. Like, I didn't know what a dart was in a piece of clothing. And now I don't say I can make a dress, but now I know that. And mm-hmm. maybe I could use that knowledge to my advantage in the future. Again, I think it's remarkably charming and it's a unique concept. And it I is, will appreciate that. I, I completely agree. It is a unique concept. I, I wish it was stronger. Well, That's where I, I love the concept. I love, 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 love the concept. I love the characters. Too. We're only three episodes in. Even, so... even though one of them is Dita Von Teese, I still love the the characters. We still have some time to get there. We're only three in, so maybe it'll... There's only six episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's uh, okay. It's still fun. It, it is still fun. So it, it's definitely worth a watch, even just for like the recipes and the the instructables and stuff like that. It, they're... And, Honestly, Christine, even though she's dry and a little boring at times, she is still very wholesome in when she's dealing with these characters. So, um, though the episode that we just watched with her on a date, that was so goddamn cute. That's so good. But our reigning champ uh, is Audible. Audible is offering our listeners to a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea to get started today. Remember that it is T-O, not the number two. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Our recommendation to you uh, is actually Dr. Sleep by Stephen King, which is the uh, follow-up to The Shining. Now, it is The Shining book, not The Shining movie, of course. I had no idea that there was a follow-up to The Shining, like, at all, at all. I, I didn't know either, um, I but it makes sense in a weird way. Uh, because Danny and his mother do survive at the end of Shining. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> um, but the movie is coming out soon, uh, starring the incredibly talented Ewan McGregor. Uh, so I will probably be watching Doctor Sleep, even though I've never seen The Shining. And the book came out a very, very long time after The Shining. To my knowledge, I believe that Doctor Sleep came out in 2013 or something i can see that like really recent and so we have to decide you know is stephen king cashing in on the idea of you know how he has a resurgence i would say in the 2010s he's had a resurgence of his materials with the it movies ones that people actually like seeing not ironically watch for goofs yeah um i know pet cemetery didn't didn't go over that well that's the problem um i don't know what they'll do i don't, I don't know it, maybe and maybe, it's sort of it's a movie that's being made on netflix right did no, i see no, that it's a full it's a full release oh an actual actual movie yeah okay. it's an actual actual movie but i like the <laughs> um the concept that it's giving that danny who had to deal with this stuff as a kid going back or dealing it's, with it as an adult it seems unfortunately cyclical 
that he also in his adulthood also struggles with alcoholism so it's like he can't escape the shadows the demons of his past of course i think stephen king tends to write a lot about protagonists who struggle with alcoholism and or creativity hey if you want to play the stephen king drinking game you just gotta look it up yeah you write what you know yeah like being set in maine it's gotta be set in maine that's our recommendation for today, uh, Dr. Sleep. Uh, of course, you can get it on Audible. You just got to go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea, and you can get a, it for free, uh, and uh, you get a free 30-day trial membership. All right. I have my list, my list of notes. I'm going to see which things we've already tackled, because we already tackled a lot of it. Um, uh, the biggest uh, the biggest offense this entire movie is that you get freaking Snoop Dogg to voice Cousin It and then auto-tune his voice to a total of three lines. I, I feel like there's worse offenses than that. I feel like that's just a weird ploy that they didn't really like do anything with. <laughs> um, I also want to touch briefly on the idea that other people have talked about better, such as Lindsay Ellis, the idea that animated movies didn't become a vehicle for famous people until Disney's Aladdin. And that after the marketing debacle with Robin Williams, that it became entirely common. I, I defy you to go see any trailer for an animated movie in the past 10 years that didn't start off or end with showing you the entire list of every famous person you already know as their roles. Like, that's the big thing. Thing. that's the selling point look you we were in the movie theater Aaron there were four different trailers for four terrible looking children animated movies and every single one of them had six people we recognize as entirely too famous for these things I'm not dis- I'm not going to disagree with you and say that no that's not a trend it's absolutely a trend what I'm going to say is there are movies that have come out that are animated movies that have like huge lists of these big well-known actors but don't put it in like shove it into your face like uh the lego movie chris pratt uh elizabeth banks and um freaking uh what's what's this i in not will sasso <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm I, stepbrothers dude i'm forgetting his name of course i'm blinking uh the, are your three basically your three main will ferrell will ferrell thank you are your three main characters <laughs> They don't. They don't mention it at all. Uh, so some. I, I think your better movies don't shove it down your throat. Your lesser movies shove it down your throat in hopes that you will see the movie. You gotta bank some heavy movies. on that. Why? Is... I don't think Hotel Transylvania talked about uh, Adam Sandler. I think you knew that you it knew Adam's... it was, but uh, I maybe they. You and I maintain that Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania is one of the few Adam Sandler vehicles that actually makes good use of him as opposed to and all of his people too yeah as opposed to just let him all dick around I, everyone and their mother hates adam sandler for great reasons i don't hate adam sandler for bad reasons like i i don't hate him like everyone hated grown-ups and grown-ups too i didn't hate grown-ups i in fact like grown-ups it's probably one of the weaker areas of my movie it's your camping nostalgia filled brain and you know it 100 percent. i found areas in which to like that movie not everywhere but some places so but yeah no i I, yeah you're 100 percent right that we watched the previews and there was definitely one movie where it was like starring also and with and also, 
including, and it's like... And just like the most terrible thing I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, there's a Playmobil movie coming out, guys, and here's the thing. We can't just pretend we don't live in a post-Lego movie world. We all are living here. We all allow the Lego movie we've to be amazing. There, we've been in this world since uh, Emoji Movie, Okay. to be honest. So here's a problem with the Playmobil movie. It's not that it's based on a toy. I have no problem. We've seen it been done well. Uh, I have a problem with a movie saying, here's a property, bank on it, and then not playing within the confines of the world that it is creating. It's a Playmobil movie so the people can only move in certain ways and their hands can only do certain things. The Lego movie is very clever about only having everything be made out of bricks. Everything's be made out of bricks that you can get in the real world. It all has to work in some way. This one, nope, just explosions and cars and fireballs and nothing obeys the rules of the universe. And so it just looks like a really cheaply made 3D animated film as opposed to something that trades on the idea. Again, Playmobil is really young. Like, that's younger than Lego. That's baby Lego. That's Duplo. But the story they're telling is a big spy explosion-y car chase thriller and... You know, we just saw those cute commercials with John Goodman and the Fisher-Price toys, and that's what a Playmobil movie should be, just like this charming tale about a farm and an airplane and just something really, like, cutesy and wholesome, like, pulling your heartstrings as opposed to this, because, look, Daniel Radcliffe is the main... Like, why? 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 Well, I think it's because they know the movie's terrible, but at the same time, (laughs) this... Lego movie set themselves all these rules and worked within them because they knew that they could make a good movie that way. These other people don't care. They're just trying to make the almighty dollar. They're they're so. they're not trying to create a product for an art for uh for the artistic integrity of it. They're trying to create it for the money. And another reason or another very great example of that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Really good. I know I probably bring that up every fucking episode. <laughs> I don't care. It's the best goddamn Marvel movie. Oh, if yeah. not the best Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. It's the only one I could watch again and again besides the original Avengers. That's about it. First I, Iron I Man, first Avengers, and not honestly, like, the more I, the more come out, the less I'm likely to return Doc- to them. Do- Doctor Strange is one I, I would have trouble rewatching, um, but... All of them I can rewatch at least once. So. Uh, speaking of money. Yeah. So Adam's Family just came out. It's already made $30 million on a $40 million budget, which, guess what, means they've already greenlit a sequel coming out next year. So it's already either 20 or 2021. It's already happened. It's already greenlit. They're already starting to work on it. So with that being the case, what do we want to see in a sequel to this film? Do if it has that, to come, yeah, that's our that question. Be, is that, is that our question? So if it's well, coming, can we, see the problem is the way they've already progressed. I see them doing some sort of romantic subplot. The Fester's already in a relationship, so Fester will probably have some sort of kid. They'll have some sort of romantic subplot with either Wednesday or Pugsley or both. So. Wednesday's gonna go to school and she's gonna meet some boy and he's gonna set her heart aflutter. And it's not gonna be handled correctly because if the unless the writers are changed or the writers are it's it's done better. Do you know who directed this film? The co-directors of Sausage Party. <laughs> Sausage Party made this movie. Did you know this, Aaron? 
No, and I could probably guarantee that Sausage Party was written better because they knew what they were doing with Sausage Party. I don't feel like they knew it. Now, actually, let me retract that. (laughs) Because there were times where I laughed my out loud and I was like, that was funny. So many little moments in this movie are puntacular and awesome. Not even puntacular. Just when she like... Uh, Dips into the urn of her dead parents to put on mascara and blush. That was witty that was that was comedic gold uh when wednesday is talking to pugsley and she's like i have something for you and her eyes grow real big and the the field of depth grows real like that really funny creepy creepy moment it's over there by that hole that was good <laughs> there um the where she stands up to the bully that was funny like one more t- uh, Gomez the, the, goes into the, the coffee yeah. shop and he's like, uh, enjoy your cup of joe or, you know, whoever you're drinking there. Yeah, there, <laughs> there were those little moments of the, the coffee ground, even the coffee grounds when he eats them at the end. Um, the DIY pits, especially if you watch DIY or oh, HGTV Discovery, doesn't matter. Any of those, those were, that was, that was a funny bit. But then there was like, there were a ton of moments when they weren't trying. See, I wanted to come back to the first impressions. When I heard that they were making a 3D Adams Family, I was hopeful but skeptical. And then I saw the character designs. My hope grew. And then I saw the first trailer. And I'm like, oh dear God, I hope these are not the only jokes that we see for the entire movie because these are funny, but they're laugh track funny. They're ha 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 funny. The, there's usually a clown attached to the end of one of these. That's funny, but that's not a funny that's like that grows on you kind of funny. That's a pop culture reference funny. It doesn't, none of these are ones that grow on, grow on you or that continue to eh, fester. <laughs> you sunk my battleship. Like those, those jokes weren't funny or they were funny enough to kind of make you go, okay, maybe I'll check it out. But the then... wine cellar, the wine cellar. <laughs> See, so that's why my first impression was not high of this movie. Now that I watched it, I can say that my first impression was wrong. It wasn't entirely wrong, but it was wrong nonetheless. So I was afraid that Wednesday Adams was just going to be kind of him and hawed by Chloe Grace uh, Moretz. Uh, that uh, Finn Finbar Wolfhard wasn't going to get that much of a, a character. That th- these characters were going to be one note. They weren't. They weren't a lot of notes, but they weren't one note. So th- I was really, really afraid when I watched that first trailer. Great Auntie Sloom, the reveal of her character. That was, that was pretty. Yeah. Good. So there's lots of there's lots of like hit zing 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 zing. Lots of little moments like I like that 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 that. Because the, th- the boulder chasing Uncle Fester down the hall, and then all of a sudden it backs up and turns corner. It's a boulder, guys. Like again, funny. See, if they were like, if they had that kind of moments, or those moments, or that kind of writing style throughout the entire fucking movie, it would have been a much stronger movie. The story was weak for the most part. It 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 was not strong enough, and your characters. It was just it was it was very loosely tied together. You had all these very funny moments and funny jokes, and they're very loosely stitched together. 
So if it could have been if it could have been tightly more wound together, maybe that's that's what I want. Is I want these this caliber all like the boulder stopping and going back the um, the wine cellar the creep the don't uh, don't sneak up on your father he's an easy target. There you go. Like yeah. like that that kind of writing. I want that consistent throughout the entire thing. I want a much solid, much more solid story. I also feel like character design for the other people for animation. There was not a lot of squash and stretch going on with these figures. When I see animation, especially the Adams family, I should see a lot of great slapstick and comedic timing. Bless Angelica Houston and Raul Julia. They were live action, but they captured the energy and intensity of these characters, even having to live in the real world. They never felt flat or like they were rushing to do things. Everything felt measured and at the right tempo. Yeah, uh, Morticia Adams is not silly. She's witty. She's witty as fuck, but she's not that, silly. That she held up on her own against Raul Julia's performance is an indicator of what a great job Angelica Houston did with that role. Because she could have been steamrolled by his intensity so easy, and she does not. Not for a second. Completely agree. Um, and, and the fact that Raul Julia could stand up against a very well-performed Angelica Houston as Morticia Adams. One that brings a gravitas to a to morticia adams and she does she brings gravitas to this role to show how well and of uh, actress angelica houston is but that's it so you have these two and then i pug the actor who did pugsley he did okay um christina ricci christina ricci you could not do better she Christina was, Ritchie it was as the best Wednesday. The best. The best. Have you seen the Thanksgiving Day Festival play scene? The best. Or the um the Shakespeare the, uh, the on stage. <laughs> yes. Um the first impressions I got of this movie was that it didn't really capture the whole spirit of the Adams family that I was hoping for. There I didn't see as much love. It was much more about conflict within the family. And I just don't think that's what these characters do the best at. It should be them. It should be us versus them, not us versus ourselves. That's the, that's the conflict that makes it interesting. But not even us versus them. It should be us. It's, it, I don't even think I speak. No, no, no. I'm speaking of like the conflict tropes. I'm not saying that they have to come on top. I'm saying that it's man versus world, man versus man, man versus self. There are many different conflicts you can pull from. Yeah, I, I, I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that the conflict where, where these two things meet uh, that are diametrically opposed, that's where it should be. It should be this family versus the rest of the world because they're different, not this family versus itself because we want to be different within our own different odd. Also, Morticia and Gomez do not get nearly enough beautiful, amazing, married couple chemistry that I've come to expect from these things. Except they they are relationship goals, and I do not see that in this one like at all. In, with Oscar Isaacs and um, Charlize Theron. They're both good in their own individual roles, but I just don't think the movie gives them any scenes together to play on that. At the beginning, yes. After that, not so much. Yeah, it's just not about them anymore. No, it's not. And that's the problem. So, it, Because the first two movies... Anytime these two are together, they are together. Together. And that's why it's, that's the other. That's why it's so weird because they deeply, romantically, sexually care about each other. And everyone else is like, my word. And like, well, for here, you should do that with your wife. Absolutely, you should. <laughs> it's exactly what you should be with your wife. <laughs> 
Don't look at me like that. We're on a podcast right now. Stop it. You're an unhinged animal. You frightened me. Elizabeth. Oh, oh. Aaron. Don't torture yourself. That's my job. Being with you every day is torture. (laughs) (laughs) If they do a sequel, I think you're right. They're probably just going to do the whole kids of the romance thing but i think it would be more fun to play upon the broadway play and have it where it's okay they love each other it's not oh will he be accepted it's like how will he fit into this odd family maybe even more like the curious christians of christine mcconnell where it's like this seemingly normal dude but turns out he's dark and mysterious just like they are yeah they kind of played around with it that like even these quote-unquote normal people have pro or have uh, quirks as well like the lady that cousin it marries from the 91 version how she like just integrates into their family and she dresses exactly. up as a pretty fairy princess but she helps dig corpses like that's why i always thought that um the villain from the second movie um joan cusack i know i had it i couldn't pull her this time sorry joan uh that's why like it was so weird that joan was the villain because at the end of it she has her little slideshow talking about why she does the thing she does I'm like she is an Adams. Why in the world are we trying to make her a bad guy? She fits in so well with this family. So that would be something nicer, I think, instead to see, like, but again, might be too Hotel Transylvania-y, normal person marries monster sort of thing that's already been done I mean, it's, ar- it's already Hotel Transylvania-y in, in its own aspect. So that's what I would like to see is better writing with a good story. Yeah, and focus more on... What makes the Adams great is that they're different, not that they're just like us. I don't want to be just like this. I want to be better than us. Exactly. They're they're different because they're better than us. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. Well, do we have any other questions or notes there, honey? No, we actually, we did a very good job leading ourselves around. I know that we went back and forward a bunch of times, but we made it under an hour and we hit everything that I had written down on this list. Well, Halloween month is still... Uh, well on its way we still have a couple more episodes to go uh i'm looking forward to the next one because this is one i have not seen uh myself oh nice um and we're if you've been uh, following the news you might know there's a little hint about what we're going to watch next week not that we were in the news absolutely not no uh but there are some casting rumors going around that would be indicators of what we're going to talk about next week yes i'm i'm looking forward to this one uh, myself so uh, but be on the lookout for that. Uh, share us around. Uh, we'd love to be uh, getting new people. I know we have been getting new listeners. And if you are a new listener, thank you so much. And welcome to our Halloween month and to our podcast. Listeners, I'm going to give you a call to action that isn't just like and subscribe. I want you to comment what couple's costume we should be for Halloween because we cannot for the life of us come up with anything and it is 15 days away at this point. So comment below on either the Facebook post or email us and tell us what couple's costume you think that we would be great as because we need some advice. That's a great call to action. That's (laughs) the one that we can actually tell people, listen. (laughs) That's how we know the big marketing bucks are being well spent. Yes. Uh, uh, and if you have any ideas, we're going to start working towards our 100th episode. But until next time, my pretties, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.